Hi there, and welcome to the Four Parents Podcast. Pop in your earbuds and multitask while we talk about parenting things, lessons learned, funny stories, and practical wisdom from normal people who have been there. In today's episode, I'm talking with Chris and Christy. Chris is the principal at Richardson High School, and Christy teaches at Berkner High School. They have three kids. Kale is in junior high, and Allie and Luke are in their final year of elementary school. They talk about what it was like finding out that Kale had fragile X syndrome and what they have done to help him become who he is created to be. They talk about raising their twins, and while it was challenging, there are lots of things that are absolutely wonderful about it. Being high school educators, I really, really, really love their insight on teenagers. It's so good. Y'all are going to love it. So here is their conversation. Tell me about when you found out about Kale and what that process was like, how y'all processed that information. And He was 13 months, but always kind of thought something you know, walked late, sat up really? late. Really? Okay. Very cryy uh-huh. baby. Uh-huh. Um, and then I found out, so we had an appointment with a developmental pediatrician. And while we were waiting for that appointment, because they're like three months out, uh-huh. found out my cousin, like, that I never talked to, her son had fragile X syndrome. So, of course, I'm like, what is that? I'm like, oh, no, he doesn't have that. Well, maybe, you know. Yeah. So anyway, when we went to the appointment, I said, hey, my cousin's son has fragile X. And she's like, oh, well, let's just test for that. And that's what he had. So So you could like test from? It's a blood blood. test. Yeah, because it's a genetic on your chromosome. So I guess your brain produces this protein. Uh Uh-huh. And everybody has it. But for some reason, they don't know why uh, his protein, it just shuts off at a certain number. Okay. And that causes fragile X, which causes learning disability, Mm -hmm. communication disorder, low muscle tone. I mean, just kind of stuff like that. So when you found out, what what did that feel like? It was, I remember being, talking to the doctor and I just was crushed. Yeah. Like, I, I remember I couldn't even, I just gave the phone to him. I was like, just crying. And it took me, I think I cried every night for about getting. Yeah. 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 Yeah, It, it, it was shocking at first, but then over time you process it. Mm -hmm. And that's when, you know, cause we all have this vision of Mm. our kids and what we want them to do and, and things like that. And when that, you know, completely your world flips upside down, it, takes a while to get over that. So yeah. you just, you know, through that whole process, um, it, you just start establishing different goals. Huh. Um, I know me personally, I, I sat down and wrote a big long letter, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it helped just to write about that. And I think that helped Christy because it's hard when you, when you have that much, that deep emotion like that, it's hard to, really talk about that and get your true feelings out. Right. So that helped. And, right. and it was just step by step. Right. And um, one of the things when we first found out the doctor said was, "You're, I, I know right now this seems devastating, but you're going to find out that Kel's going to be easier to raise than Luke and Allie or other kids. And that's true. So it at really the time were the twins born? No. So they're two years So younger. you were pregnant though? 
Well, we actually could not get pregnant, uh-huh. so we did in vitro. Oh. And now, looking back, fragile X. I'm a car- I'm the carrier, and my mom is a carrier. My brother, so we've kind of traced it back, mm-hmm. which causes infertility, being a carrier. So that's why I, we could never get pregnant. And Whoa. but they had no idea because right. they never tested for it. Right. Um. So we were in the middle of starting our second round of in vitro uh-huh. for, I guess, the twins. Uh huh. But uh. Yeah, so we ended up canceling that because I was like, well, I don't know what's going on. Did it make you question, like, should we do this? Well, we Mm -hmm. talked about, yeah, should we just adopt? Should we do, yeah, I mean, how, because you never know how bad, it's it's almost a spectrum. You've got Uh high-functioning and you've got nonverbal, you know. And Kale is high-functioning. She's pretty high-functioning. But I remember thinking, I literally remember being in bed, like, crying Mm -hmm. or just thinking, oh, my gosh, da-da-da. And then I was like, wait a minute. He's in the other room. I could just go play with him. I mean, I'm like, why am I sitting here getting upset about something? Holy no, wow. you're good. <laughs> you're good. It's yeah, it's a lot. I haven't, I haven't thought about this in exactly. A while, so exactly. Anyway. Yeah. But uh, then we waited. So that was in June, and then we waited. We canceled that in vitro appointment, and we waited till I think October or something, mm-hmm. and then did it again with and then the twins. Yeah. So they're two years apart. Yeah. It's interesting, like that, the, what you said about like, you're in the room crying over this like news or this reality and you're like, but like, it's almost like what the doctor said was more important than the actual, you're like, no, I actually have a baby over here. Yeah. 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 Cuddle him and play with him. Yes. He's, he's fine. I mean, in my mind, he was fine then. So it's like, you're taking this news of what could have been and making it devastating to you instead of focusing on right what is now and now you can i mean he's in seventh grade right mm-hmm. yeah. and there's so much that he can do yes yeah you yeah. know is he easier than the twins would y'all say like was the doctor right about that yes he <laughs> he's compliant uh-huh um and he just goes with the flow uh-huh. Whatever, whatever you say that day is what he's going to do, and Luke and Allie are opposite. Yeah. I mean, he's not going to argue with you. Yeah. Or, like yeah. I remember as a baby, he never got it. Like uh, my friends would be like, "Oh, they're into everything, all the pots and pans, everything." Uh-huh. Cat and Caleb just—he was just happy, like staring at the Christmas tree, or I mean, yes. right there. You know, he wasn't yes. like a destroyer or anything. So. Yeah, yeah, and he's still like that. I feel like. Yeah. What did y'all, what kind of things did y'all do to help him early on? Well, he was in, he's been in therapy since he was 10 months. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So he's speech, OT, pretty regularly. And social groups. Social groups yeah. until he was like in second grade. And yeah. then now he's still in speech and OT through the yeah. school. Yeah. So, but the best thing, and that's what they told us, the best thing you can do for him is have him around typical kids. Really? Yeah. Why is that? Because they, they, Fragile X, they're just really good mimickers. He, his memory is really good uh-huh. and he copies. And so that's why we were like, well, we got to have more kids. So, you know. Yeah. But we were excited yeah. that we had twins and and they've just been the best for Kale. Yeah. So. So y'all did the in vitro. Uh-huh. What were you like? What what was the possibility that they also could have? Uh, it was like it, it depended on his like the higher number. 
It's very sciencey. Oh, okay. The okay. higher number of the repeats of like a carrier is more, but it was still like, I guess it depends. Some of your eggs had the yeah. fragile X and some of them didn't. And then if you're a girl, it's less because okay. it's on the X chromosome. So okay. he would be given his X chromosome into my X. So there's two X's. So the symptoms are way, way, way less. Oh my rather gosh. than a, yeah, it's yeah. like my brother, he is a carrier, uh-huh. but he has two boys and they don't have it because okay. they don't, they got their ex from their mom who doesn't have fragile eggs. Got it. So Weird. there was, they, they yeah. were not, yeah, they were lower, but. So when did y'all find out you were having twins? Uh, right after, cause you know, you have a lot of sonograms when you do in vitro. Uh-huh. So it was like at seven or eight weeks, nine weeks. Or you, I guess you, maybe, were you expecting We knew twins? it was a possibility because, okay. you know, the in vitro, yes. they put two embryos yes. in. So, um, the yeah. reality of twins set in when they were born and we went to their first doctor's visit uh-huh. and we did the copay and they said, that's a hundred bucks. And I was like, well, our copay is 50. They're like, well, there were two of them. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Well, they were on the same table. You did the same thing. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. That's when reality set. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What were the, so you had three kids. Yes. Under the age of three? Two. Two. Well, yeah. Kale was two. Kale was two. They were babies. Were you, you weren't I working at home. Okay. Yeah. I stayed at home and we lived in Eustace. Okay. Gun Barrel City, Texas. Uh-huh. And he coached at uh, the high school. And, uh. Yeah, I remember it would. He's like, "I'll be home at five. and it was like five o two, and I'm like, "Hey, where are you?" Yes, <laughs> he's like, "I'm you... driving down the road." Right, <laughs> you said five, um, but I remember counting, and I changed twenty one diapers in a day. No, no. Kales took took. He wasn't potty trained till probably completely overnight and everything. It was like first grade. Okay, yeah, but uh, yeah, twenty one yeah. diapers. Like, yeah. Did you have? family around? Like, did you have help? How did that, how, how in the world did you do that? Well, my family lived an hour away, which yes, they were very helpful. And we, we went to church in Mesquite with them. So okay. that was like our big trip every week. We're like, yes, we're going to see, uh, <laughs> going to church. We're going to drop, our we're gonna drop them in the nursery. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so my parents helped a lot, but they were also working still. Yeah. So it's not like they could just sit down during the week, but yeah. I think having a community, him being a football coach, yeah. which they all, the wives all, you mm-hmm. know, we all had kids and we moved down there because of his roommate from college and she had kids that are about the same age. So mm-hmm. we always, I think having that just moms that are in the same yes. stage as you yes. helps so much. Yes. So what kind of things, so the moms in the same stage, what other things were helpful to you when you think back to those days? Like, like how did you keep your sanity or did you not? Uh, well, you know, you could argue it either way. Um, I will say this while she's thinking about that. Yeah. It the respect I have for Christy just grew during that time. Really? It, yes. It it takes if you don't have kids and you're a married couple and one person's a coach, that it takes a lot of sacrifice Absolutely. to do that. But throw in three kids our age and you know, her just staying with them, but not only staying with them, but the therapies that she had to go to. Oh. I mean, it was nonstop every day. It was 
a full-time job. Yeah. So but, you would take Kale to therapies mm-hmm. and have yes, tw- and twins yeah. to entertain. Yeah, I just lug them in their car seats. Yeah. I remember being. But I feel like I was just a machine at that point. You know, mm-hmm. I was just like, my goal is to get Kale. I mean, I just remember being ball. But I mean, like every day I would point and we'd do the alphabet just because I was like, I want him to talk. Yes. <laughs> and he, I mean, he did, but it's like sign language. Everything was just. And I was a teacher, so you I had like kind of that, just that repetitive. Yeah. We got in that routine, and Luke and Allie, I was like, okay, they're fine, guys. You're spin for yourselves, <laughs> focusing on Kale here. Yes, but yes, uh, yeah. not a lot to do. Not a lot to exactly. do. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So. Well, me and Kale would cruise Walmart down there. That's why <laughs> Kale's he's attached yeah. to me now because during that time when I would come home, I kind of took him, and then. That's when Luke and Allie got the attention. Oh, so so yeah. you would go home, come home, take Kale to Walmart? <laughs> yeah. That, there's not a lot to okay, do in Gumball guys. City. Oh, yeah. my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is so. <laughs> and you know that there's that website, the people of Walmart. It's like yes. that was filmed in Gumball City. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yes. it's got to be. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So oh, yeah. it was crazy. I remember doing a lot of, because uh, we didn't have a Starbucks, but there was one in Ennis. Uh-huh. So I'd be like right at nap time, put everybody in the car, and then go get a Starbucks. And it was like a two-hour, 45-minute drive that there and back. And that's when they'd get their nap. Yes. Yeah, so I was like, well, I know for sure they'll nap being in the car. Yeah. And you were whispering to order your drink. <laughs> oh, text me. <laughs> yeah, day. Don't be loud. They're asleep. Yeah. I mean, okay, here's the thing. Like those, okay, no, no parenting book is going to tell you, put your kids in the car, right. drive an hour and a half to start <laughs> for the nap like, time, for the nap yeah. time, or take your kid to Walmart right. so that your other, your wife has time with mm-hmm. the, like, the, these are things that you're not going to read. Right. Yeah. And then one thing I I feel like I did, which I regret, and you know, you can't tell somebody, hey, don't do that. It's hard when you're in the stage to, you know, you can look back and be like, oh, but I I feel like I did a lot of wishing at more advanced stages. Oh, well, when they're one, they'll all be potty, you know, or when they're two, they'll be out of diapers or when they're this, that's what I'm, that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Because I remember somebody told us who had twins and they're like, it's four. And I remember we were both like, Ooh, when they're four, when they're four. and it kind of takes the joy of waiting exactly. for the moment. Yeah. And, and you focus more on what you no- don't have Correct. rather than what yes. you do have. And then you end up looking back and you're like, Oh my gosh, wow. What happened? It went by so fast. That's so, you know? so true. So yeah. I remember trying to do that though. Like at night, I a specific memory in my head would be cause Luke, he's not a good sleeper. So Allie, It'd be like at three in the morning, she's racked out, but he'd start crying. So I'd run in there because I don't yes. want him to wake her up. Yes. And I would just rock him back to sleep, but think, focus, enjoy this. Because, oh, you know, and I just yes. always remember him. I tell him that too. I'm like, hey, I was there for you. So. <laughs> I had a lot of time when you woke up in the middle of the night. That, yeah. okay, yes. My Harris would w- wake up at like 4.30 a.m. every single day for the first year and half of his life. Mm. And it was miserable. But now looking back, I'm like, that was actually a really sweet time. Right. You know, like just with him. And it passes. Like these these seasons, these mm-hmm. are really hard things. They pass. Yeah. So enjoy the little things that you have. That's really good. Yeah. 
Yeah, because with with uh, you know, technology we have, you can look back on videos and mm-hmm. pictures and stuff. And yeah, if I could go back and do that again, I would enjoy it more. Because looking at the videos from that time, yeah, they were so cute and. But you're you know, so tired. Yeah, and at that time we're just surviving. And and also. Know? Like, I think the worries that we have for our kids steal a lot of that joy, too. Yes. I mean, you're worried about Kale. Like, Mm -hmm. will he ever be able to talk? And if you could know now. Right. Like. Like, now you can't shut him up. He does talk. He does reply to you. But that's a thing that I've had to personally deal with is, I guess, one of my weaknesses is Mm -hmm. worry. Yeah. And I remember being, what's the. The couples Bible study that we did here. Mm. Uh, re-engage? Yes, we did uh-huh. re-engage. Yeah. And I always remember, like, I was worried about something he was doing, uh-huh. you know, and they're like, yeah. draw a circle around yourself. You know, it, yes, like, you yes. can't worry about, and I would have to tell me, God's plan is, my plan is not God's plan. Yeah. You know, I, yes. I got to trust that God's plan is the plan right. that I want, right. but I just don't know it, you know. Right. But I just like just weird worry, like the death of my kids. I'm yes. like, or me and something has happens to us, and then who's going to take care of Kale? I mean, just stuff that it's like morbid, but like I would always. And if I fixate on it, then it just gets worse and worse and worse. And Absolutely. So I gotta I have to make my. But at that reengage, I, that's when I kind of was like, oh my gosh, I, I gotta, to, yeah. So there's a lot of people that do that, that fixate yeah. on the worries. So yeah. what what has worked for you? Well, just I guess just trusting that God, like I literally have to chant to myself, uh, God's plan is <laughs> yeah, it's not yeah. my plan or, you know. Did just, you say chant? Well, chant. like it's oh, on my oh, head. Repeat. Yeah. Yeah. Repeat. Or chant. Or chant. May, like <laughs> boldly tell yourself. Yes. Yeah. God's but plan it's is like not God. I know it sounds dumb because Twyla Paris said it. God is in control. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not dumb, though. But, I mean, it's true. But it's like you can't, you know, I can't control these things. Yeah. Trust that it's what's, what's supposed to happen is, you know. Yes. And I tell that to Allie and Luke, too. I'm like, you're you're right here, you know, in God's yes. hands. So, yes. That's so good. But it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's a little hump. I mean, I still deal with it. But, yeah, I think it's the. There's really no other way because when you're going through this with Kel and the twins mm-hmm. and their friends who are non-disabled and you're seeing yeah. these milestones and it's really, I when I said earlier, you just kind of change your goals uh-huh. that you have uh-huh. and that's hard to do because everybody else is progressing mm-hmm. normally. Absolutely. And yeah. so, I, I don't know, I feel like we just got to a point where we just kept reminding ourselves of that and, yeah um the joy that kel brings everybody he's around yeah. when he gets to know him because obviously he's a little shy but yeah um our our normal is just different but it's still right pretty amazing right so do you feel like you've you like t- today you're at a place where you don't do the comparison thing like he's not there or is that still something you have to work through I think for me personally, I I, I don't do the comparison as uh-huh. much because we do we do push him to be involved in stuff. Like he right. was on the seventh grade football team, uh-huh. and he loves running the flags. And yeah. you see him down there doing that while every other kid's playing or paying attention to the game, and he's running the flag. 
And you're like, oh, you know, you start, but then you look around and all of our friends are like, that was amazing. We right. love that he runs the flag. Right. And when he gets tired, he lays down on the bench and. Well, and you're a, you're a football coach. Yeah. So I'm sure there's something in you that's like, yeah, yeah. he shouldn't be doing that. But yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I think it's just embracing it. Yes. Uh, like, for example, we're we're starting some work with a, a program called Unified Champion School. Okay. And, and it's through Special Olympics, but the difference is it includes disabled kids and non-disabled kids. Okay. And so Kel is kind of my motivation mm-hmm. for that because it, it what he does and his involvement in that seventh grade football team was not just about him. It was about the other kids oh. and how they interact with yes. him. Yes. You know, I think they become better. They do kids just being around. They do so. Try to get that to. It's just a a a different normal, a new Uh normal, and I think ingraining that in the culture of our day to day is a goal of ours. Yeah, you're talking about pulling it into like your high high school. school, Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, a lot of the developmental learning kids and things like that that may not get the opportunity that Kel has gotten with us, mm-hmm. you know, trying to get them that same yeah, same experience. Yeah. Talk about how this is probably jumping ahead, but like how he starts seventh grade, which like, were you all nervous about him starting seventh grade or not really? I, I was. Very I was nervous. very nervous. Because he was at Heights Elementary right. since kindergarten. Right. He had a little bitty, you know, outer shell protecting him and everybody knew him yep. and you know and then I'm like oh gosh we're going to a seventh grade and all kinds of things happen in seventh grade or in oh, junior high it's hard but, for everybody and yeah. then we also yeah. had to make the decision because he's always been in special ed just being pulled out for reading and math and you know but still been in the gen ed room mm-hmm. and then we a lot of discussion we finally decided to put him into the developmental class mm-hmm. so I guess there's uh, levels, but he's in a class with other kids that have developmental learning. So he's in there for f- his four core and okay. then four other electives. He goes outside or he goes to regular class. So half his day is with the Correct. general school. And, and then half other- is with yeah. like a one-on-one or one-on-two, mm-hmm. which yeah. I feel like has been the best decision for him. Because yeah. like he was the manager of the football team and mm-hmm. everybody called him Coach Kale because they were oh like in gosh. practice. He was like screaming at him and he would hold the dummies. And <laughs> so. I and think- as a coach, I'm like, oh, the other kids are really not going to like that because they practice in the mornings. And I'm like, Kale has no downtime. He's full go all the time. Uh-huh. So. Seven o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. he's out there yelling, let's go, let's go. And, you know, I was like, yeah. oh, those Nervous other kids going to tackle him down to the right. ground. Or, but they didn't. They were awesome. It was a good experience. Yeah. But I am I was nervous about middle school. Right. Just right. knowing the, I mean, the development of kids at that age. And kids can be mean. Yes. Um, but it's been a great experience so far. It sounds like the kids have been like. Really, really awesome. sweet yeah. and really inclusive. Have. And I wonder what that is. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I, I think it, kids have to be educated yeah. to to do things that way. Yeah. Um, so I think it's having a – his – the coach at his school is amazing. Yeah. He's just a great guy. And so uh-huh. I think that's the, the leadership aspect of that mm-hmm. and – 
him doing his part to educate the other kids to get mm-hmm. Kel involved. The coach. Yeah. Did y'all have any conversations ahead of time? Well, you've always, Christy's always done a really good job. She has a one page, mm-hmm. like an informational flyer. And we shared it here at the yes, church. Yeah. So anybody new that he works with, they get that. And yeah. we like his, the head coach up there and his developmental teacher will have some one on one conversations mm-hmm. with them. But well, and I think um, it helps that I'm in, in the district. Right. Chris is next door at Richardson. Right. And he's already knew the principal at West. So, of course, you know, she's You've like, had, oh, we're yeah. going to take care of him. Don't you, you know, so. We probably have a little bit leg up on just a regular family coming in that doesn't know anybody. Right. So that's that's helped, I feel right. like, too. So. But, uh, okay, you with y'all both being in the district, what would you say to a family, just a, an average family that doesn't have, like, y'all's experience in the district? What? How could they set the school up for success in this regard? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the flyer. I think a flyer yes. is super helpful. I, and I think. Going in with a positive instead of a demand, you know, I just, I'm thinking from the teacher side of exactly. me, Hey, you need to do this for my kid. You uh-huh. need to, you know, instead of being like, Hey, just wanted to contact you. I mean, like communication of with the coaches and the teachers uh-huh. of rather than we're excited to be here. Yeah. What, you know, what can we do to help so-and-so's transition or, de- you know, uh-huh. that kind of rather than be entitled to how right. you should be treated, go in and say, yeah. yeah, that's good. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. And then just assuming positive intentions because education, just like any other job, there's times that we don't meet our own expectation. You mm-hmm. know, there's things that happen and we understand that, but we know that they're, you know, the school's there for him and we have to partner with them to do that. Right. We don't. So a family coming in that doesn't have that connection to RISD, I would just say get connected to the school right. and to the people who lead the school and to the teachers. And right. That's just that connection and partnership there is going to help you. But yeah. so many times we see just kids dropped off and you need to do this for my kid, this for my right. kid. And, you know, it's just it's unrealistic. It One takes thing a partnership. That we did yeah. also because we knew being both in coaches or him a coach. I used to coach, but uh, that's what, another what podcast. Did you coach? That's another podcast. I didn't know you coach. What what did you coach? Basketball. Okay. Um, coach but, of the year and Brian Adams. Hey, well, you know, uh, <laughs> learning new things. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but like we knew athletics. Of course, think Kale likes loves athletics, yeah. and so we're like, that's where you get being involved in a group. It doesn't have to be athletics, mm. theater, communicate, mm-hmm. whatever your group mm-hmm. is. Um, and we wanted him to be involved. So we literally sent the coaches pizza one day. We sent, I mean, like on game day, we sent them tiff treats. We're just like, hey, thanks for being great with Kale. That, you know, That's just really sweet. Yes. Stuff like that to let them know that we appreciate what they're doing. And, and, the, and we included. also talked to the, like that head coach he was talking about is amazing and we had a meeting with him and we're like this is how kale is yeah he, you know he really responds to this yeah and, you know the coach was like all right awesome i mean you know he's real receptive about it yeah 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 he was like we're gonna take care of him i'm like i hear you but when he asked his five thousandth question for the day <laughs> are you still gonna have that same attitude yeah 
but he is he's good. Does he, he does. ask a lot of questions? Oh, oh my goodness. Like different questions or this? Uh, a lot it's of the same, anything. but okay. Just, okay. I think one of his tight copes, I guess. You coping, uh-huh. or if he's nervous or whatever, oh. he just yeah, he gets six eight on questions. Yeah, six eight yeah. on questions. So uh, okay, I just personally would like to know this idea of like reaching out rather than just dropping your kid off, reaching out to the teacher. Is there such a thing? I don't want to be an annoying parent. I want to, and, and I'm just talking about general, like, I don't want to be an annoying parent. So I, I hesitate to ever reach out. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? I would would say reach out. Yeah. Okay. I don't, I've never thought parents who email about just wanting an update or just wanting, you know, like a positive thing ever annoying. Mm -hmm. I just, I guess I need to switch. I feel like. Y'all have so much going on. Yeah. I don't want to be and and it's a my child's one kid in right. a big class. Like yeah. I don't want to be the the just taking up your time. But I like to do a compliment <sighs> sandwich. So if yes, you have a problem, yes. think okay, I'm gonna email. Hey, thank you for so much that you do. We really appreciate it. And then right. two days later, let that simmer. Let <laughs> it simmer, later. and then hey, I hey, noticed that. Uh, oh, that's really good. Yeah, that's good. It's a, I. I I think the majority of teachers appreciate that uh-huh. it, when it's not like, what are you doing? Why did you give my kid this grade? Or no. That? And I'm talking about like, I'm, I'm getting a perspective of a second grader and I'm like, yeah. I don't know what is happening here. I don't think anything. I, it's more like, can you help me understand? But I'm also like, she's a classroom full of kids. Like she doesn't need to, I don't know. It yeah. feels weird as you drop your kid off. And you pick them up seven hours later. Right. And you have no idea. What, you have no what idea. It goes on. Yeah. What goes on. And you're getting a second grader's perspective right. of, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, okay. <clears throat> I want to, We. I feel like we haven't talked too much about twins, except for the fact that that was a lot. And right. <clears throat> a beat down mm-hmm. for periods of time. And so, if someone is listening that is in the, the <clears throat> new twin phase. What do you love about having twins now? Like what is great? Cause they're in sixth grade now. Mm-hmm. What is great about it? I like that. They're even though they would never admit this best friends because they're also very mortal enemies, but <laughs> they get along really well when Dude. they want to, but they're the same age. So I like that they both, have the same friends, you know, like uh-huh. I, it's not like two different social circles. Yes. It's pretty much the same. Yes. And then anytime I need to know anything, Allie is going to shoot she's, you straight. She's, she's going to shoot me straight and she's going to tell me everything that happened with detail. Oh, mm-hmm. um, so it's nice because I don't even have to talk to Luke at all because I'm just like, hey, and she'll tell me everything. Well, about what was me. this drama about? Yes, and Allie's like, well, first, let me tell you. That is great. Yeah, that is really great. But I do like that they're in the same. Sometimes it makes me a little like, oh, if there were different grades, it, it's like their childhood would last longer, you know? Because uh-huh. yeah, uh, like you're once you're ending elementary school right. at the same time. Yes. Yeah. But um, at the same time, I do like that they have like a like a group force. I don't know. Like they're always going to have a friend. Mm-hmm. We you know go into seventh grade, mm-hmm. so you see. Allie's sitting by herself at lunch, you're going to, you know, they both can sit together mm-hmm. and still have somebody, I guess. Yeah. So I, I like that part of it. Mm. 
Would they sit by each other? Well, I don't know. True. I don't Who know. knows? Do so you feel like they most for the most part get along? Or when they argue, y'all are like, they'll get over it. Yes. Yeah. They'll because there are times they you hear them laughing and playing. Yes. Yes. I guess they just don't like doing that in front of us. You have to listen from the other side of the door. <laughs> they want a glass on the, oh my gosh. The I don't think yeah. they would ever do it in public. Is Kale closer to Luke or to Allie or both? Well, I think different ways because I was saying Allie is more like the mom. Yes. She's going to repeat. She's going to keep them in line. She's like, Kale, your nails are gross. You need to cut them. I oh mean, my gosh. Which yeah. I appreciate this because does not surprise me at all. those are things that you know, in my mind, you could get made fun of for at school. So we want to keep it as as least amount to get made fun of as possible. But then Luke is more the fun. And all of Kale's friends come from Luke. Like Mm. Luke's friends are Kale's friends. Okay. Yeah. That's And you know, because we've had him in the cabin at camp. And and Kale and Jace. Oh, my gosh. It's the sweetest. I, I think that's really helped Kale, because he doesn't have any friends that are his age. I mean, he does. They all love him, but there's never been a, hey, can Kale come over and play or anything? It's always been from Luke's friends, which he gets, he's really good as far as with that age, too, developmentally. Yeah. So uh, I think they're both equal, but very different ways. Different ways. ways. What, when did the twins know that, like, Kale had some differences? Yeah. Was it like a conversation ever or? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we sat we, them down, we and, sat them down to and told them. Um, I don't think they would ever really noticed because kids don't really, I mean, I feel like most of the time kids are, but I mean, it was probably fourth grade. When they understood it. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But we, I mean, we talked to them before that because I remember at a time Luke and Allie were arguing about Something Kale did, and Allie got on to him. Got on to Luke? Got on to Kale. (laughs) And Luke was like, Allie, cut him a break. He has fragile eggs. And (laughs) she's like, that's no excuse. I know. Oh, Allie takes no excuses. She doesn't care. Oh, yeah. No. She's a. Yeah. She's. (laughs) And that was, that was, yeah, probably third, fourth grade when I remember that happening. She's, yeah, yeah, she's came to the other night. Well, I guess it was maybe a month ago, upset because oh, she doesn't feel Kale gets uh, disciplined. disciplined as <laughs> like mm. they do. And we're, he, we're, we're setting him up for failure in his future and that we this need to put this. keep him to the same standard. And yeah, it was like, oh gosh, it was like a monologue. She just went on and on and on. And it was what hilarious. are y'all like, okay, oh, we kind of know how to discipline yeah. kids. Well, part of me, I was like, you know, you're all, you are right. We do. Did you listen? Kale, you, yeah. Yes, I did. I was like, Kale does probably get away with stuff. Um, oh, <laughs> path of least resistance. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, we were like, we appreciate the your love for your brother because she's like, I want him to grow up and live on his own. And, you know, she just went She's in, thinking just of all hilarious. the things. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, she, you're right. But That is uh, awesome. So she does keep him in line. And then Luke's the fun. But it's hilarious because Kale, he's always like, love you, Dad, constantly, which is awesome. Oh. Uh, and then I'm like, <clears throat> And he's like, oh, love you too, mom. I'm like, no. thank you. And then sometimes he'll throw out, I love you, Luke. Oh. And then Allie's just like, 
What about me? Look, he never says, I love you to me. And I'm like, Kale, could you say I love you to Allie? And he's like, I don't want to. And it's just like this big thing. Yeah, it's hilarious. I'm like, (laughs) oh, do you feel like, do you feel closer to Kale or more? I do, yes. Okay. I think he, well, number one, he feels more comfortable around men. Oh, okay. Because of his grandpa. His uncles uh-huh. and me, and yeah. I don't know why that is. He but just has always liked. Him. He's just always been that way. But I think I trace it back to when we lived in Gum Barrel uh-huh. and those and times those where Walmart I took runs. Him and, yeah. <laughs> those Walmart <laughs> runs can really bond. bond you. Yeah, that so. I love that though. Like, I just think that you did something basically to serve. Yeah. Christy, yeah. like that, that was why you did it. Mm-hmm. And it probably wasn't an ideal way to spend your wow. Wednesday night or whatever. Yeah. But then there's so much good that comes from that, yeah. like a bond from that. Yeah, like oh, yeah. yeah. I love it. So, um, y'all's house is a really fun house. And my, my feeling is that your, your kids' friends like to play there. Well, Yes, I'm hoping that's what that was our goal. It, what, so, what to, are you doing to to set that up? I want to hear. Well, it's funny because our kids always want to go to other people's houses. Yeah, and I'm like, no, bring them over here yes. because that way we can see what's going on. Absolutely, I, you know. And as you get older, I'm like, I want. Even though sometimes it's annoying for me because they eat all the snacks, and but mm-hmm. I'm like, you got to let it go, Christy. Let it go. Yeah. Um, but I, I guess it's – I want to have that inviting home, so I feel like it needs to be maybe open. Like, I feel like we need to be visible, but in a fun way. Yeah. Not like, oh, no, here your mo- here comes your mom. <clears throat> yeah. Do, you know. Yeah. So it hasn't gotten to that point yet, but I feel like as they get older, we're going to have to put more effort into uh-huh. making it a welcoming place for teenagers because – and I know it's going to be hard because – He's you're, the, principal, the principal, so nobody's going to want to come over to our house. So, so that, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, that will be – you're not there yet. So right. in a few years, we'll circle back right. and have this podcast yeah. again. So it'll be interesting because right now it's all of our friends that we've known for years yes. that are always over. Yes. And But it'll be interesting when they go to junior high, they're going to meet new friends in high school. And yeah. are they going to want to come over? But Are they going to want to hang out at the principal's yeah. house? I, I always tell them because they're already – if I drop them off at school, they already want me to drop them off like a block away. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I'm like, Wait, why? I don't know. They won't tell me, but I'm like, hey, when you get into is your high, Is your car like it, I don't, I junkie or me. something? Oh, okay. And I'm like, when you get it older in junior high and high school, you're going to realize how cool I am. Uh-huh. Like, people think I'm cool. Yes. And yes, like, they do. Whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, they're already getting at that. Well, you ride that scooter around high school. <laughs> yeah. With I a mean, siren on it. Yeah. Yes. I mean, what's better than that? Yeah. So, so, yeah. It may actually be a cool thing. Yeah. Their friends think it's cool. They may not. Yeah, they may not because I'm just dad. But, yeah, and I try to, like Christy said, just give them their space uh-huh. when they're there and just. Yeah. But. Well, your house is, it's a cool setup with like, Mm. you've got some separate rooms, Mm -hmm. but they're all in the same first, you know, so it's Mm. like, you can hear what's going on, but you don't have to be up in their space. But it's also challenging just 
in general right now with phones yes social media because yes. every parent is different in how uh-huh. they view that oh and gosh as educators we're like no social media you know and so some of their friends come over and have it so yeah that's, that's a you know there's no yeah. book on that either so no, I, I, no I remember fear. talking to all the moms when we were in like fourth grade and we were all like we're not going to do a uh, social media right. let's make a commitment yes. and i'm like yes guys we don't need it and then they start falling like dominoes. I'm like, where? What happened, guys? Where? Oh, we had a commitment. You, yeah, you should have gotten it in writing. writing and, so, yeah. but that's true. It's that. That's a thing. I know it's a, a thing, but it's a thing that worries me because, again, with the worry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because I see and he sees the terrible things that it can happen okay, on social I wanna, media. I want to hear because y'all are in high school world. Mm-hmm. I am not. So tell me, tell me about your, the reasons for no social media for your kids. Number one. Well, so (laughs) occasionally we'll set, I come home and I'm like, everybody in the living room. And I'm like, you cannot do this. And because what I see in my job and Uh in high school is I see good kids making bad decisions and they didn't even realize they were yes. making that bad of yes. a decision. Whether that be, you know, someone sends them a picture and they're like, Oh my goodness. And they send it to their best friend thinking that's my best friend. That's never going to. And then all of a sudden it gets out there on social media. Oh my gosh. And so the majority of things we <laughs> deal with when you confront a student about it mm-hmm. and talk to him about here was the behavior, here's the consequence. Mm-hmm. They're mortified by that. They don't realize at the time that they were doing something that, you know, required an alternative school placement or something <gasps> of that nature. So, Meaning like sending an inappropriate picture. Yes. Could, k- gets you Get, kicked. Yeah. There's certain and things you, you do that yeah. require these consequences. Yes. And there's no, it's really black and white. Yeah. And you're sitting across the table from a kid yeah. that you're like, this is a good kid. They made a really, really poor really choice decision, and now yeah. drastic consequences. Yeah. And then you have to talk to the parents about it because, uh-huh. the, I mean, if that happened to us, we would, I would go into the school just mortified by it too. Yeah. But, so you see a lot of parents that are just devastated that this is happening. Yes. But there was no intention of, now, we do deal with kids that have intention of bad things, but right. the majority of them we deal with. So that is a, uh, like that's parents' number one challenge these days. Because social I see media. Social media, because I see kids making decisions that come back to haunt them. Mm. I see parents devastated by those decisions. And so we just try to talk about, you know, this will pass. Here's the consequence. Yeah. Once that's over, it yeah. doesn't follow you. We don't think you're bad. Or Yeah. So for us, I, and I don't know if they listen. I would like to think they're listening. But when I see something like that, I'll come home and say, everybody. We're going to have a family meeting. Right. we got to talk meeting. about this. Yeah. Yes. Like if one of your friends sends you a picture, do not send it. Don't do anything. Tell us, you know. So those are the conversations. Wow. And these are the. Gosh, it's so hard because I don't, my, my work doesn't, I don't see Mm -hmm. these things. Mm -hmm. I don't see what kids are doing, like high schoolers are doing. Mm -hmm. So it wouldn't even cross my mind to have to tell my kids, don't send 
and pictures they of yourself. Yeah. Or I mean, yeah, I we have discussed that. I will say we've discussed that that like the things we take pictures of and that kind of thing. But like, man, how do you how do you equip your kids to know these things? Yeah, I, I think I I just try to. Even though it's very uncomfortable talking about some things. Yeah. But I, and they're like, oh, don't talk about that. I'm like, but you've got, we've got to talk about it because I just want them to feel like they can tell me anything. Right. As they get older, right. no matter how bad that I'm not going to judge you. I just want you to know this is what's out there. You always want to make the good decision. Yes. And, yes. Um, and even if you don't make a good decision, you could still tell me about it, you know. So right. just whatever the taboo subject is, I try to just be honest with right. them and tell them about it. It's yeah, it's it's uncomfortable sometimes. But, yeah, that's good. Uh, I mean, because I have friends that their kids are in junior high now, and I've just I was just like, just some of the things I'm just like, ah, you know, I know. just like, well, I know. And then I'm like, well, why take social media away? And they're like, well, then they'll be the one without social media. I'm like, well, I think that's fine. <laughs> yeah. So, but I've already told like our kids and they did get phones for Christmas. That's what I was going to ask. So they have phones. So we kept, we were going to hold off to, I kept saying seventh grade, you're going to get a phone seventh grade. We waited. Kale didn't get a phone till seventh grade, uh, but we went ahead and caved, but uh, it's funny because Luke already gets made fun of because his phone shuts off at eight. They all shut off at eight thirty, yeah. and uh, what does his friends call him? Screen time or uh, screen time? Yeah, they call him screen time or something because it always asks if you want more time, you have to put in a request. pass, request yeah. it. They are because we were in the car going to a basketball game. They're like, "Oh, Luke can't <laughs> do anything because his phone shut off." Yeah, his other friends, and y'all are like, "I'm like, well." That's, but they, I told them, I said, this phone comes with conditions. Number one, 8.30 every night, it will be turned yes. off. You know, you can't do anything. Why 8.30? It. I I guess because I want them to have time to decompress before That's they go good. to bed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. And then, and I said, and then we're not getting social media until you're 16. And they're like, yes, yes. We don't even want social media. What is social media? They're just media? happy about yeah. the phone. Yes. They just wanted to. But then, you know, you might why why you feel like 16 their brains are a little I, bit more developed well yeah and i feel like most of the social media everything is you have to be 14 or 15 yes, to even get it that's good yeah um but and then i'm like well maybe by 16 this whole th social media thing will be like a, just a craze <sighs> probably yeah. not who knows I, by that time you can have those family meetings too and i think they understand right now i think they're probably like oh here he goes again he's crazy but I think they'll understand those conversations. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. here's a good student that made a bad decision. Here's the consequence. And yeah, uh, I think at 16, they're a little more conscientious. About yeah. It. But kids do make fun of other kids that don't have mm -hmm. social media. Like, that's kind of a, oh, look, there's the I weirdo know. without social media. So, but then what's worse? Like, <laughs> Like, yeah. I think what's worse is having a, a criminal record right. or whatever because yeah. of things of that some, you, yeah. you know. Unintentionally. And, you know, yeah. as a teacher, um, it's it's just interesting to see the the phone is such a crutch for kids, like, in classes. Yeah. I mean, it's just a constant battle. Put your phone away. Put your phone away. 
pay attention, you know, because everybody's attention span is the a one minute, 45 oh, well, second yes, TikTok or yes. whatever to you swipe. And so now as a teacher, you're having to do a song and dance oh, and do gosh. all this attention getting stuff. And then you're, they're like, okay, maybe, I'll, maybe she's going to entertain me. I'll put my phone. I mean, you know, it's just, it's a epidemic. epidemic. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So gosh, I, it is kind of like if we had our phones at school back in the day, oh, you know, yeah. it was like phone was taken away. Oh yeah. And you had to pay to come pay your, you know, and it was like a big it, deal. Now it's, you can't do anything yeah. about it. So are there any other things like y'all just putting your educator hats on that you think parents need to know? My biggest thing is, and we kind of already talked about it, is just be involved and mm-hmm. partner with the school because mm-hmm. that that helps that helps a lot. I mean, the to see to interact with parents and students, and when things are a surprise, it it heightens the the issue. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think you need to be involved daily. And yeah, it's not a you know once every every time report cards come out, I'm going to email see what the you're teacher. Yes. just be involved. I, I think that's refreshing for teachers when a parent is involved in a positive manner yeah. like that. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Because ultimately, it, you know, the, there's a lot of teachers in in the world, but ninety nine point nine percent of them have really good intentions. Right. And I think right. in society in general, there's kind of been this shift in the way we think about public education. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to be a teacher right now mm-hmm. because you're criticized. You're, um, and like we were talking about the other day, oh, my kids having emotional issues. What's school going to do about it? My kids having behavior issues. What's the school going to do about it? Everything is just kind of being put on the school Absolutely. And the educator. And yeah. that, that's a big weight for teachers mm-hmm. and educators to carry. But if, if parents can partner it, mm-hmm. it helps yeah. tremendously because um, it, teachers get beat down by the constant. What, what did you do? What are you going to do different approach? Rather than what can we do? What can mm-hmm. we do together? together? Yeah. 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 Cause Teachers and and I tell people we graduate 650 seniors a year mm-hmm. and the parents that come in are demanding like that like why would you do this this is terrible and I'm like you know we graduate a lot of kids every year there's a lot of people <laughs> around here that have really good intentions so let's yeah. change our way of thinking yeah and, um, yeah so that's what I would say just be involved don't don't take anything for granted. Get involved, know what's going on at the mm-hmm. school because the schools want it and the teachers want that. Right. So. That's good. And I think also having your kid involved in something, mm-hmm. whatever it is, mm-hmm. chess club, art club, I don't know, skateboarding club. I mean, yeah, any, a there's, there's a them. club yes. or something for every, And it doesn't have to be involved at school. Maybe it's something that's outside of school, but uh-huh. something that's not just coming home, you know, and there's nothing going on right. for them. Just in something that's in their interest. Just right. to have, I think kids that are involved in something just fare better overall. Yeah. yeah. So, and then that'll open lines for communication between parent and kid and mm-hmm. just knowing what's going on with them. You, if you've got like a, 
unmotivated kid that, that do you do you think it works as a parent or have you seen it work to say you've got to be involved in something outside of like does that work yeah we're not there yet with our kids' ages. Well, and they like being involved in Your true, kids like yeah. being involved but in But as a teacher, I always try to find some kind of commonality. Like uh-huh. if they're into, I, I don't know, Dungeons and Dragons, you know, You're I'm like, oh, yeah, it. my brother used to play that. You know, you just try to find some kind of yes. something. Um, so I guess if that was me, I would try to find something like Hale's really into flags. So we're like, hey, look at that flag. You know, even though I really – Do you care about no, flags? I no, I don't care about but you flags. do because he does. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I would say that yeah. the unmotivated kid. But I, I do hear of that, and it's like, oh, I don't know what what we would do. if Because, you know, what can you do? You have a 17-year-old boy who's six-foot – whatever. And he's like, I'm going to lay in bed and I'm not going to school. And you're like, ah, let's start. I'm sure it starts earlier than that. True. So I, yeah, I guess building that connection early. early Yep. Is because it is a job. It's, you can't just let them, let them go. You have to be involved talking and. Yeah. It's just, it's the same way that we talk about, you know, we, held accountable by the state for our graduation rates, but the, the shift in thinking that's not just on the high schools, but it's at third grade reading. Absolutely. Fourth grade math, like early. K through 12 is responsible for that. And it's the same thing with, uh, uh, behavioral and social. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't start when they're seniors. Yeah. Right. You start when they're babies. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. That's good. It's funny because they put, uh, which I've said that to you before, but like right now we, which I agree, it's great. The social emotional learning stuff and building character or whatever, you know, we have that at the high school, but it's, everybody's like, oh, we need more of this um, building character classes in the high school. And I'm like, it's kind of, their character's already (laughs) pretty set. I mean, this is, we need to focus on that you know That's, being kind and everything yes, when they're really on. young and that way they'll grow up to be that but, right i mean even though we do in the high school but it's right. funny because i'm like well might be too late yeah no but when they're really this old. yeah yeah I know. but even it's very rare that you find a high school kid that is just zero motivation they're motivated by something. Something, yes. uh-huh. something. Uh-huh. that's one of the questions we always ask if we have a student that's struggling and the relationship with the parents, mm-hmm. um, we do social contracts. And one of the questions is, who's one person in this building? If you were having a tough time, you would talk to most all the kids have someone, huh? whether, you know, it could be the PE teacher or. You know, just one of their teachers. Yeah. But most every kid has someone, so you just that's cool. Have to chip away and find it. Yeah, and unfortunately, yeah. there are some that you know just. But like you said, those that are just zero, that'll answer no one. I'm connected to no one. Uh-huh. I don't want to be connected. To yeah, there's something there from the past that you need to deal uh-huh. with. You uh-huh. know, but yeah, so. Every, every, everybody has something that motivates. Right. Right. Finding that thing. Might not always be good, but. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay. Any other final thoughts? 
I still uh, think to myself sometimes, I can't believe I have kids and I'm like an adult. Like my <laughs> mental, like, you know, my mind, I'm like, wow, I'm a parent. It's so weird. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, no, no. I, but, you know, I say that as in my job, we have, you know, 2,800 students. Yeah. And I'm like, I have all the confidence in the world that I can control. 2,800 students over like 240 staff members. And I feel very confident in doing that. Uh -huh. But when I go home, <laughs> I have no You're control. You're making us feel so much better. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. I, I no can control. attest to that. <laughs> I'm like, get home. I'm spent making people do what we want them to. Right. I'm done with that. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Go crazy. Yeah. That yeah. is so funny. It, it, that's why parenting it's yeah, hard. it's the hardest job. It really yeah. is. It's the greatest job. Yeah. Like it's the greatest role, but it is the hardest, yeah. hardest job. Okay. They shared so much great wisdom, right? I just love them. I keep thinking about the Walmart outings in small town Texas being a solution to giving Christy a break. And then the two-hour round-trip Starbucks run in order to maintain some sort of sanity. And, you know, sometimes things on paper, or honestly, even financially, don't seem like they would make a lot of sense. I mean, driving two hours to buy like a $3 cup of coffee, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. It's not going to be suggested in the latest parenting book. However, it worked for them. Not only did it work, but the Walmart run served a way bigger purpose than just giving Christy a break. There are things that work for your family that may not work for everybody. People may think you're crazy or they may not even think like, hey, that makes no logical sense. You're doing what? But let me tell you, do them. If they work for you, do them. You never know what bigger thing God is doing. I'm thinking about the things right now in my life with my two boys that are kind of like that. And the first thing that pops in my head is I've sort of created this Friday habit. So Fridays are the day that I am home with my five-year-old Harris. He doesn't have school on Fridays. Yet I always need to get a couple hours of work in there. But I also know Harris needs to get some energy out. So Harris and I, we often pick up my nephew and we go to the indoor trampoline park. Let me tell you, it costs money. Harris and my nephew run all over that place. There is kids bop blaring over the crackly loudspeakers. <laughs> There's typically some child crying. And I realize this may not make the most ideal workspace for some, but you know what? It works for me. It works for me. On paper, it may not sound great, but it works for me in this season of life. So what are yours? Embrace those things. Be thankful for those little graces throughout your days that help you make it through. You just never know. These things might be something that later on you can see had a bigger purpose. Thank you for listening. I would love if you would share this podcast with a friend. The other thing I wanted to tell you about is be sure and sign up for y'all. It's my monthly, I don't want to call it a newsletter. That sounds way too formal. It's not that. It's just my monthly check-in. I'll put it that way. And it comes out the 8th of every month and it has 
a few things that are really giving me life that I want to share with you. I want to be a friend. I want to know who you are. So sign up for y'all. You can go to fourparentspodcast.com and sign up right there. Okay, I will talk to y'all next time.